0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Blackshirt Breakdown. My name is Steve Mark, I'm a staff writer at inside Nebraska and he is Jay Foreman, our NFL veteran and former Nebraska Blackshirt. Jay, we are back once again and we have a spring game to discuss. How you been, man?
1: I've been good. You know, I would say it had been a long time but it it really hasn't. And, uh, you know, we've been waiting for the spring game so it was like Christmas and it's happened. So I'm excited to dive into some of the details.
0: Absolutely, so just a little... Uh, background, obviously. Uh, if you're watching this, you probably watched the game itself. Uh, the white beat the red, 21-7. Um, Jay, what are your what are your overall thoughts from what you saw? Obviously, I think a lot of people were interested in the quarterback, Jeff Sims, sure. the, the Georgia Tech transfer. He finished nine of 13 for almost 140 yards. Um, I, I thought he looked pretty good.
1: Right, yeah, I think overall, you know, some good, some bad. I would say a lot more good than bad, and, and you know, I don't, I wouldn't even, you know, equate it to, you know, quote unquote bad. I think it's just some work to do, and that's what should be expected. You got a first-year coach and staff, a whole new football department. It seems like a whole new era, and so you know, I'd be very surprised if they looked buttoned up and everything was perfect. But I think there was a lot of good uh, that they've done. I thought the offensive line, you know, up until. Um, you know, they got, you know, Turner got, you know, a little banged up, and I don't think he's out for the, that long. Um, I think they, you know, ran the ball pretty decent, looked like they're, you know, somewhat of a cohesive unit. Um, I think the addition of, of Scott in the middle really solidified, especially up the gut. You know, and you saw they had some success there. But then also, I think when you look at, you know, Jeff Sims was it, you know, everybody wanted to see him. Everybody heard about him. He's almost like the Jolly Green Giants, 6'4, yep. 225. He runs, I think, four 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 five. Um, obviously, there's guys getting drafted here. You know, pretty soon that you know have the same attributes, and you know, I think he handled himself really well. I think you know, for me, I seen, I saw him play as a freshman at Georgia Tech, and obviously being thrown out there, you know, to the wolves and handled himself, you know, pretty dang good. I think he learned from that. Um, I think he's inspired by a new opportunity. Cool, calm demeanor, moved as a as a good pace, never was sped up, uh, and never played too slow uh showed one of his best plays i think is uh he was about he was dead in the rights by cam linhart a freshman that we'll talk about here soon yep. um and he reverse spent out a la like russell wilson and he you know he could have ran run which you know you'd like him to do and obviously you want to be picky and choosy because he right now he's the quarterback but he looked the pass and so that's telling me that the coaching and him that he's looking to actually play the position of quarterback so that's an extreme positive i felt like the running back room looked good um you know, and I thought they had some good young guys, which is really great. You saw some other guys that have been here that hadn't really played. Jamari Butler, I thought, you know, showed well. Uh, and some other guys, I think, Judy, you know, coming in from Texas A&M, made some plays. Uh, MJ Sherman. So I think it's a it was a good display and just still some work to do. Everybody, you know, needs to hit it hard this summer. Uh, no, no time to rest and uh, to make a push here to have a winning season.
0: Yeah. And defensively, let's just go through this a little bit. Uh, leading the white defense was grant taggy, uh, seven total, seven total touchdowns. Stefan Wynn was up there with five tackles. Um, and then for the red, but a lot of people are going to be looking at the red, just especially those we mentioned them before cam Lenhart, uh, true freshman early enrollee from IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. And then you have kind of his sidekick, his true freshman sidekick, uh, principal, um, he's, he had three tackles for loss. He had a sack, um, Obviously, a lot, you know, it's a spring game, so you don't want to take sure. too much from this, but you have to really like what you saw against what those two did against a veteran offensive line.
1: Well, you, you got to like it. I mean, look, as much as we can be excited and say, you know, they did it in a spring game in front of 62,000, 66,000 people. I don't ever want everyone to short it because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's amazing that you get that many people on a cold day. Um, you also have to make sure they say, okay, it is one game, one practice. But when you're, when you talk about, the coaching staff saying you know we got guys that have potential we're looking we like them they fit our scheme early enrollees that they're able to mature and get a head start these two guys are great examples of it in hitting right now as we evaluate it in, the, in just in a few months they look the part you get and they're two different body types right camlin Linhart, yeah extremely well well coached in high school plays really good with his hands uh, knows how to play the defensive end you know position could maybe kick down to three technique if he gets a little bit bigger on passing downs then prince outside you know he's like a closer right he's long he's linear right he he is, he's a superior athlete and he can hawk you down in two or three strides so you like it you like the tackles for losses you like the consistency of both of them um look let's not forget maverick noonan Let's yep. not forget MJ Sherman and let's not forget Jamari Butler. That's, you know, that's five guys right there that you're talking about. Blaise Gunnerson did some things as well. So there's not a rush to throw these guys out there and have them start. But I think if they continue to progress, they're going to get experience and push these older guys that are ahead on the depth chart to be better. And that's what you want. You want competition, you want depth, and uh, you want playmakers out there.
0: And there was a lot of new faces. I mean, we even saw, I think you, you'll agree with me on this sincere Safuela, the true freshman early and early another one from uh, IMG at corner uh, yeah. long. I was watching him warm up and pregame on, on the sideline. Just uh, his frame is so long and lanky and wiry at six, 270 pounds. Now the, 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 size thing um, I, I'm not sure how much to, to put into it because he is a play in a corner and, and his job is to run with receivers and, and follow them, but four right. tackles, his his stop on Heinrich Harburg, who has oh, yeah. probably like 30, 40 pounds on him. 50 pounds on him. At yeah. Least. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He took Sincere took Heinrich down fairly yeah. easily. I mean, that was a really impressive play.
1: Yeah, that, that tackle technique is called a, you know, you forklift him. Dig him up from the ground and dump him on his head and uh, yeah. look What what I like is he's a willing tackler, which he showed even before that play. Um also he has good tackling technique, which me and you broke him down in and from his high school tape, even though it was only a few games. Yep. Uh, his frame is six-two, one seventy. You know, look now. Now the onus is on the weight weight program. Okay, you got a guy that that has the frame, has plenty of you know frame to add some some muscle mass to. You don't want to you know put fifteen pounds on him overnight, and then he becomes a little bit slower, and then you're you know behind the eight ball. But you want to get him to the point that where you don't want to make that the 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 excuse and exception not to play him if he continues to play now. Um, there's a long way to go before he reaches out there playing on Saturdays. He's got a couple good guys to watch and learn from yep. and, uh, uh, Q Newsome and, and Hartzog, but what he did, uh, Saturday probably is a replication of what he's been doing at camp all, all year. And it was good. Again, it's guys that we broke down in our black shirt report. We looked and said they had potential. I know it's one game, you know, you're not able to watch every practice and every tape uh you know ever all they've had but when you see them out there when it's you know a game like situation continue to show up it, it is a, it, it's a check in the positive uh checkbox you know considering being an early enrollee out there competing and the coaches should be happy about what they've seen so far.
0: All right let's get into the the breakdown here we have uh just a few offensive highlights a few defensive highlights we're gonna let Jay uh take a look at them and break them down the first one Obviously we're going to have a a few ones of Jeff Sims here um, just because we, we really liked what he, what he showed. And, and with this look, we got 12 personnel, one running back, which is Ramir Johnson, two tight ends, which looks like Nate Borkinger and then uh, Janarin Bonner, the hybrid tight end that played a lot of uh, snaps on Saturday and at different positions. Um, So you have a little counter look here up front, but then Jeff Sims pulls the ball and throws a glancer out right to Marcus Washington for, I think it was, a I have it written down, written down here, 19-yard gain.
1: Right, and this is what you like here with Bonner. He gives you some, some position flexibility and personnel flexibility. You can catch a defense thinking that they, they need to blitz, a little counter action here with a little RPO. Then you're running like what you call a glance routes. pretty much a skinny post, right? And you got to be able to win at the line of scrimmage to do this. And, and that's a good pitch and catch right there by the quarterback in, in Washington. And that's a connection, whether it's Sims or Casey Thompson it, that needs to come up big this year. And you see, this also let's not forget this is a good job by the offensive line here. We need a little bit better block by Ben uh Bryce Ben Hart, but Bonner does a good job picking up the trash. Ramir probably needs to come back and check, but Sims didn't look with, with all that around him. Look at his eyes and being able to deliver, right? So he's not panicking, right? He's not, he's not uh Stutter stepping. He's not, you know, taking the ball down and thinking that he needs to hold it. He's looking rightward. he's reading the the safety coming up right there. I think, I think it's Malcolm Hartzog yeah. and he's hitting it right in front of the, the deeper safety, um, which is number 16. Oh, that's Quentin Newsome, I think. So, you know, getting him off in the off coverage, you had a little bit of an inside fire zone blitz here. So now he's able to read the coverage, right? So by the, by them making it real simple based on this counter action, and by the personnel that they're able to have in the game to kind of dictate what type of defense they possibly could get, it allows Sims to make a quicker read and be more decisive, and be and then obviously be more efficient as a passer. So look right there, it's a good pitch and catch. He breaks that right there. You'd like to think Marcus Washington can you know possibly take it a house call. So it's a pos- it's a positive play right there all around. Uh, if you want to be nitpicky, you want it to be perfectly blocked. The pin down block there by Bryce Benhart, he did a decent job. Could be a little bit better. He'll tell you that. But again, these are things that they can get better at, and then. But what I like is Bonner doing the extra effort. So yes. look, we we broke down the Illinois game right in, mm-hmm. in last year, and if this type of effort and this type of uh, um, you know mindset of doing more, you know, Casey probably wouldn't have got rocked that game, and he got hit right on his elbow and shoulder, and obviously ended up on the surgery table after that. So this is really good right here. You got two guys in here, and this is Bonner right moving from the outside receiver to the. Swiss Army nice position. I don't care what they say. They can listen at a tight end. He played running back, fullback. He's playing H-back. And, he, you know, I can see him actually playing a slot receiver. But the, the willingness and the intent of doing the right thing is completely different. Now, I know it's one play, but this is how you get positive plays right here. And this should be exciting for the coaches.
0: So Jay, this is a read, right? So if we're looking at Jeff Sims, Jeff Sims is obviously looking at the second level. He's probably looking at Malcolm Hartsog, right? He's,
1: he's reading, reading how hard he he uh, he bites down right there, and he go. Then it, what it's doing is it's letting him know which window to throw in. Yeah, right. So if 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 Hartsog is 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 dropping a little bit back, he might have to go to a secondary option, right? Or he might be thinking about pulling it and then uh, you know or going to the upside or the top side there with you know i think that Xavier bets and so this is where you need to when you're practicing you got to make sure everybody's alive right i would just also whip one out there to make sure you you know even if it hits the receiver at the top of the screen upside the head that you're ready because if harsaw gets a good read and then the other uh safety here has a bad read down there right um up top right there you got to win right skinny post make that guy miss up top hit the sideline, cock the head back, and then strike up the band. So either way, I think it's a it's a positive play. It's good execution here by Sim and this offense and a good play call against his defense.
0: So that first play, we saw Jeff Sim stand in the pocket with some heat coming at his face, and he delivered a good ball. This one, he gets flushed from the pocket and gets another completion, and this one is another, another one to Marcus Washington on an over route for 14 yards.
1: Yeah, look, everything that they're doing here is is in the positive right here, right? You try to get a little bit of play action. Obviously, again, with some a little bit of pressure. But when you have a quarterback that's 4-4 four, four and quick, he can extend extend the, the, the pocket and move the pocket as well. Uh, so now you just need a little bit better blocking at the point of attack. But you're getting run blitz and pass blitz right off the gut. So you're going to get a little bit of penetration. Good pickup again. Uh, I think that's by Ramir, right? You'd like him to stay on there and be a little bit more square on Michael Booker, the third, but look at the, look at the, look at the pass right here. You have the right in between three defenders, right over the short area defender, even the mid-level defender and the top down defender, which is line them chasing in chase position. So this is what you want as a, as a quarterback, you know, coach and as an offensive coordinator to be able to read it. Good route here by Washington, kind of rubbing him off, selling, that you're going on a deep post had a seven cut right there. You like a little bit more separation by the other receiver, but Marcus Washington's running with good depth. The, the pass should be right at the numbers right there. You'd like it a little bit more tight there, but you can't complain. Good pitch, good catch right there. It might be a combination that you start to see over and over and over throughout the season. And I like it that you're able to scheme up a receiver like Marcus Washington. So he, he can't be just accounted for in one position and if you're you're facing a good cornerback, say like Witherspoon, like you had against uh, Illinois, that you're able to run different routes, so you can put him in an advantageous position to be effective as a pass receiver. But it's a good pitch and catch, a really good throw on the run under pressure uh, against a you know a a, a blitz and in, in a good execution there all around by the offense. Uh, now, granted, you can go nitpick, and I'm sure they're, they're they're evaluating every single play. You know, they're they're timing their blitzes up really good. So give them credit. You know, as far as the defense. You like the good pickup here, potentially by Ramir, right? Look inside, right? Look for work. And what he's doing, really good job there. Probably want to be a little bit square and help your compadre out there, right? That's at a disadvantage because I think that's Scott where you have to snap the ball and you're getting hit right in the mouth. But Jeff Sims makes everybody uh, right. So that's that's what they have in both quarterbacks, not only in Jeff Sims and Casey Thompson. Now, granted, Jeff Sims played, so we got to talk about him. But this right here, schematically is a drastic difference than what you had last year not only schematically it's also um protecting your most vital asset <laughs> vital assets and that's your quarterback right without a quarterback you have no offense so i like what they're doing right here uh even though execution wasn't perfect but that's what we talked about at the beginning of the breakdown you know a uh, lot of positive what we're talking about but then also there's some stuff that needs to be worked on
0: one thing i wanted to ask you and i'm curious about this so let's look at marcus washington's route here so it's a it's an over route right let me let me ask you something the referee is that is that ever like a that is, land, the, that, is landmark? The, that is
1: the that is the mesh point and yes. this is that you you're calling it so he over wants route. to
0: clear the he wants to clear the ref and then break off and go that's taught, right right
1: y- yep now ideally here if i'm marcus washington and, and for me right as a linebacker i would actually say to go underneath they were the, the ref there because you're behind the linebacker right there and you're catching it in a more of a position to where you can catch it and turn it up. But that's, again, that's really, really, you know, picking at uh peach, you know, peach hairs here, but you know, that you, you call it an over route. You know what this route concept is called? What? What is about? Let me see. Let me count. Let me see. One, two, three. Well, four, four guys that I know that I played against gotten the hall of fame off of this right here. It's the Colt route. You had Edron James, Peyton Manning, uh, Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne.
0: Those are some names so, right
1: there. Well, they all well, <laughs> they took the league by storm. Now, yeah. however, you want to get to it, you can get to it different ways. You can run a little bit of RPO, a little counter action. But this is it. That's Edron James sucking. Uh, you know, a linebacker like Jay Foreman and his knucklehead up here comes <laughs> Marvin Harrison that runs it because look, Marvin Harrison senior is a little slight in frame, so you got to get him, you know, some some space, and then that that would be Reggie Wayne uh, running the clear out route. And there you go right there. they made a ton of money on this and made a lot of guys look foolish that I do remember one specifically time that I actually guarded Marvin Harrison and I was literally on my horse in fifth gear and he probably was in third gear. Luckily enough, I had a, I was underneath and it wasn't, you know, completed and I felt like I defeated the world. So that's the Colt route. Um, I've, I've seen it in action. Really good execution by this offense right here. Good play call as well. It's really good also to run this around midfield at plus territory because if you hit it a couple times earlier in the game that clear out route by you know Xavier Betts or you know aka Reggie Wayne will be wide open as well
0: nice that was awesome great breakdown okay uh this final Jeff Sims highlight was his touchdown run um I think we just got a simple empty set here and QB Uh draw and he does a rest with a broken tackle on Kane Williams who uh, moved right. up to the second second level at linebacker now uh, this spring after spending last season at safety. Well, what you like
1: to do is create a favorable matchup by personnel, right? You feel like our personnel is better than yours, and they feel like Jeff Sims is better than anybody they could put in the middle. And, you know, here's an old saying. I remember talking to Nick Saban after I got done playing. I was asking about red zone just because I was starting to do some media work. He like, look, in red zone or at the end of the game, I don't think plays, I think players. And so that's I don't know if Marcus Satterfield thought that, I'm just going to assume it. He's thinking my player at quarterback is better than anybody they have on defense. Now, I will say this. They had two guys there, Raquan Buckley and Kane Williams. Yep. They have got to make this tackle. I know Tony White probably, this is the one play probably Tony White lost some sleep, uh, you know, from his defense, right? He felt like overall they played pretty well, was active. This right here, even though you say player uh, versus player, we feel like we we we, we got the advantage. Look at Raquan Buckley getting off the block of a pretty good center. You got to make that, right? Okay, if he doesn't make it, we need better tackling in open field. Quarterbacks are live. You know, both of these guys hit each other like two ghosts in the night, but you also can't you can't dummy down Jeff Sims' in the ability to make guys somewhat miss and and you want to be able to slither like a, a a snake here and not take a direct hit. Um even though recently Lamar Jackson has, has been injured, his best quality is not taking direct hits. You see that like little dip right there he did at the last second? because he could stop on a dime and it made them if your head is down and you're not striking up through the quarterback which you might be you know a little bit scared for you know targeting you watch this little dip at the very end he just essentially airlocks breaks on these two and way cron buckley has him you want the assist coming here from kane watch it right about there okay right there he gets real skinny and real slender Mm -hmm. makes a miss touchdown So, you know, it's not about the play call. And now it's great because you could, you know, get a guy in the middle. And sometimes if you don't have enough linebackers, you could be, you know, caught up against a defensive lineman. Think players, you think players not plays in the red zone.
0: Let's move on to Janarin Bonner. I really was interested in seeing him and the different ways that he was used in the Mm -hmm. offense. And Matt Rule, Marcus Satterfield, both mentioned his name throughout the spring. So it's not a surprise. But uh, this one here, we got uh, 21 personnel and, there's Aaron Bonner in the fullback position, leading up and laying a good hit on the middle linebacker John Bullock for this touchdown run.
1: Right, right here, you, you know, look, you want to, you know, he's not the he's not the biggest H back or Swiss Army knife yet, but you can get him in personnel, right? So you probably think like, okay, we got twelve personnel out there. Well, they have their twelve personnel defense out there. Now you got a favorable matchup when he is playing fullback, a good mm-hmm. enough block. Look, you don't have to be Corey Schlesinger, Joel McAvick or Jeff McAvick. You got to get in the right position. Boom. Seals them off. Right. I sound like a little bit of John Madden right, right there. Boom. <laughs> hey. And then you need a running back, right? You think if if, if, if the running backs that should be told you get one-on-one with the safety, it's your job to make them miss. And that's look as it's, it's blocked to you know, as good as can be one-on-one blocks. Everybody's on no leakage. Okay. The running back makes the guy miss and everybody looks perfect after that, but it's all set up by Bonner. Who's only been playing the Swiss army knife, you know, position for a month, willing blocker, no hesitation finding a way to get the job done that's that's what you got to think right there now I wouldn't advise a him going against Iowa linebackers or Ohio State linebackers coming in there kind of cockeyed you're going to get put to sleep but you can work on that those are the things that you say that when when I say there's a lot of work to do there and look look, look at the top the left I don't know who this is right here the the guard there okay one guy's on the ground that's Latofsky got another guy on the ground you know, the other other uh guard is finishing guys to the to the whistle. When you look at this right here, you got Bryce Benhart, Latoski, um, Turner. And I think this is Nuri at, at left guard. So yeah, right? you
0: get the left guard is uh the left guard is Ethan Piper, and then right okay, next Ethan to him at Piper. center is Justin Evans Jenkins.
1: Right. So now let's let's look at the finish here, right? And this is just I'm just talking about where people talking about the offensive line needs to get better or it could be a weakness. This is an improvement here. Look, not laid off the ball like they were last year. Hat on the hat. Okay. Piper's got a hard block one-on-one. Right. He's finishing, right? Leg drive. Okay. He just right? turned
0: A.J. Rollins. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Now, granted. Now, A.J. Rollins only yeah. been playing the defensive end for about a week. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, <laughs> when you're trying to evaluate where this team is going to be, and this is not about wins and losses, you have to look at the things that they did at times terribly bad last year and what they do are doing better now good leverage AJ Rollins I would tell you as a defensive coach you're way too high my friend you get put on skates but it's good Ethan Piper to kind of regain and get it and seal it off there it's a double seal by those guys not perfect blocking right and then you got Turner Corcoran creating the lane there by a good block on MJ Sherman so I think it's a positive play right here Omar Brown uh, doesn't have the right you know the same hat or the same shoulder same foot no strike weak ran over by uh, Gabe Irvin and that, that's a good play by Gabe Irvin because he's had a pretty good spring
0: now these next two plays I wanted to show back to back because you saw this motion this action in the backfield with Bonner motioning in and then they pull the right guard and they pull Bonner across the field on more counter action more counter run action and, you know, I think they really like this stuff, right? I think we're right. going to see this in the fall quite a bit.
1: Well, what it does is it creates better angles for your offensive line to block, and then hopefully you'll be a better, you know, blocking team. And then also what we talked about, uh, well, well, first of all, <laughs> whoa, Bonner. I, I mean, I, I don't know where Bonner, Bonner is not playing games right here. He's probably about 205. We're going to talk about that at the point of contact. Leverage, nature naturevert, boom, right there, okay? Hat under one other's hat. Nature versus nurture. It's, it's a leverage game here, Steve. Watch it. You don't have to be big if you play with good leverage and he, and he knows how to play big. So when you switch a guy there, you got to know his mentality. No hesitation. First sign of red, light him up like a Christmas tree. Look at the head snap back, right? Yeah. Okay? Now you created the hold. Now it's on the running back to make everybody look good. And that's Anthony Grant. Good explosive. Yards after contact. Set up by Bonner and Nuri pulling, not only getting their guys, but also winning that line of scrimmage. And and also you can do it in the pass game because what you can do, what we saw at South Carolina, I always talk glowingly about number 44 on their team oh, yeah. where he was able to set the edge. So it was a pretty good job right there.
0: And this is the second um, play that we're going to break down of that same action where he motions across and then pulls along with Nuri for this counter run.
1: Yeah, this is a pretty good right here. Play they can go back to it again. You know, um, you know, good feel, good, good execution right there. It doesn't have to be a 10 yard run every time. I think it's, you know, good execution physicality, something he'll get better at. He's gonna be in the weight room in the offseason. And uh, you know, this can set up big bootleg passes that we've seen earlier in the game. So I think it's something that's gonna be a staple in the Nebraska uh playbook.
0: Yeah, and Jennera Bonner, uh Matt Rule said he the goal is to get him up to around two hundred twenty. 222 right. pounds. And he's like 217. I think he said a couple of weeks back. So sure. uh, there, there are plans with Jannar and Bonner and, and, kind of bulking up, but uh, really interesting uh, with him.
1: Yeah. He had a good spring and it's, you know, they talked about him for a reason. So uh, you're seeing, you know, you're seeing the, you know, the fruits of his, uh, you know, labor that he put in the weight room and in the, in the classroom.
0: And here, Jay, uh, this is just another way that I think Jannar Bonner is going to have a job or a opportunity in this offense is just showing you and, and I, I know this play is going to be an incomplete pass from the walk-on John Walsh, and uh we can talk about Prince Well yellen and his acceleration to get there from point A to point B, but uh this is just another example of how generic Bonner can be used in the in the pass game.
1: Yeah, I mean it's an example of the more you can do, right? Um you know, this is kind of a little uh a hide screen right there, and you what you want to want to do with a player like this is get him into as many one-on-one situations with a DB linebacker hybrid to where he can use his athletic ability and, and do things at the tight end position, H back position, fullback position that he was able to do, you know, at at his time at outside receiver or when he was from high school. So it's a a little hide route here. You want to set this up by good hard play action outside zone. Uh, You want to give the quarterback, if you didn't have a good play there by Prince uh, plenty of time to either uh, stretch the pocket or really step up in the, in the pocket. But, you know, Prince with his closing speed and his yeah. length really eliminates any option for the quarterback right here to hit anybody, uh, you know, that's underneath, which would be in Ben Bonner because he had a good angle right here. This is what you, which what you, is what you talk about right here. Close upfield shoulder, accelerate, no hesitation. So what you're doing is eliminating a, another pass receiver, but then also uh, slowing down the quarterback stock process because he's obviously obviously uh, you know he's focused on uh, Prince coming down right down the barrel there.
0: Uh, let's shift over to the defense now. We'll have three highlights from them. Um, we needed to start with MJ Sherman's uh, hit on fourth and three here. He just slides right on by the blocking and just makes the hit here. It, it, I think it shows off for a bigger guy on the line of scrimmage, uh, six three around 250 pounds his quickness to just scoot around these these blocks was pretty impressive
1: yeah well in this type of game that you know fourth and three no fair dodging you want to go in there and make a football play so you 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 run a little bit of a scoop blitz you know essentially with the outside linebacker and you know and this is the three three five and he's essentially playing the defensive end here Uh, a little bit of a head up six technique and a two-point stance he crosses Borkinger's face who's a little bit laid off the ball Right here comes Piper. He blows him up, probably would have blew up the fullback. But the the one thing that's really good about MJ Sherman making this play here, when he runs this stunt, his pads get square once he beats the first guy. So watch his pads. This is how you stunt and don't get blown out of the hole. Right there. He stunts, pads get square, right? Get into Ethan Piper. So now now he's going to ricochet. Actually, he's using Ethan Piper to ricochet him into the runner. And then if it was a play action pass, he can continue on his pass rush. So that's one thing that, you know, is good coaching right here. Uh, Maybe You know, from his time in Georgia, but then also his time from here. Good step right here. No false steps. Knows where he's going. Beats the guy across his face. Blows up the puller. And makes the play. That's called a a daily triple-double right there. Because you're doing three things. Okay, you're doing your job. Doing somebody else's job. Then you get a tackle for loss. And then also you're getting the defense off the field. So essentially it's like a a grand slam, but it's not a Denny's, but uh, it's a good play there by Sherman. It's the play that kind of, you know, you know, I'm here. And, and these are the things that again, Steve, that when he first committed, this is the things that we saw in glimpses at Georgia. When I said that, look, we're seeing him make football plays. So it's a tremendous opportunity for him. He obviously he's had a good camp and that's just one play that showing that his capabilities of playing at the outside linebacker slash defensive of end position. And it's not just making that play; it's how he got to the play, the footwork, the fundamentals, and the finish. That's what you like.
0: And MJ Sherman is going to come up here on our next highlight here. Uh, but really, this is a, a defense-wide. I think really good play. They just assaulted uh, this play here. I think it was <laughs> like a QB QB counter run, right? They're right. Uh, they're pulling they're pulling the uh, right guard Henry Litovsky, and they're pulling uh, Nate Borkatier too. MJ Sherman, who lines up on the outside shoulder of Turner Corcoran at left tackle, just meets Henry Litovsky and just wins that battle and does not give up any any ground. And then you have Omar Brown coming in. You have Corey Collier coming in, just meeting Heinrich Harburg. And he just didn't have any room to go.
1: Well, in the red zone, you know, everything speeds up and there's no fair dodge and know what you're doing. Go create havoc, blow it up and then, you know, let your let your teammates, you know, get in on some of the fun. So this is a defense wide domination right here in in the offensive line needs to do a better job of establishing a line of scrimmage or not getting beat look at the defense right there look how much penetration they get everybody's going forward offensive line looks like they're catching right and and it's too early in the game not having the physicality or mentality right there that they had on that touchdown run uh by Gabe Irvin right and so when you look at you know where it starts, it starts with MJ Sherman coming in and destroying any type of puller right here. He's knocking two guys off. Yep. So what that means is, or at least you know that the the Borkutcher missed his guy. So I don't know if he was so focused on MJ Sherman or there was a you know miscommunication there. But now that allowed Omar Brown to come off the edge, Collier and company to make the tackle for loss. This is the type of play that's a momentum changing play if it's during the regular season. All you need is one guy on offense to mess up and then you need your guy coming off the edge, making this play. And so when you're calling these run blitzes, right. You in granted, they might be designed for say, this is say, you know, for example, for MJ Sherman to make the play, but you're telling Omar Brown, you're telling the linebackers, you're telling Collier, you come off like you're not going to get blocked and when you're not blocked, we need you and you have to make this play. And so, it's not only those two coming off on this, we, you know, defense that this is called. So when I played for Greg Williams and, Mm -hmm. you know, we, you know, we ran a four three, this is called spike 40, right? (laughs) Essentially you're one-on-one with the running back and we're blitzing off the end and we're going zero coverage spike 40. That means essentially the two guys outside are coming off and we had outside linebackers in causing havoc. Right. And you got to think of, look, you got Cam Linhart in there doing his thing. Um, you got a j. Rollins going in there, two young pups, and then you got guys that have played some. Collier in uh, Omar Brown making the play at the at the uh, in the back in the backfield here. So this is a momentum changing plays. And those are the ones that you like that when it's called, it's executed because it gives you confidence as a coordinator to go back to it. You know, if you miss that guy or if if you're late off the ball or you get gashed by a big run, that kind of goes in the back pocket till you can watch them.
0: This final highlight, um, again, this is just the defense getting in the backfield and being fast, aggressive, and um, just tearing tearing up this uh, play apart.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at uh, at this point, you know, you you, you like penetration. It doesn't matter if you run a three three five, you know, you can run a two four five. You can run either, you know six two stack monster. Penetration destroys everything. Now, look, this play right here. As much as we talk about MJ Sherman, right? This play right here is won by Nash Hutmacher right? Oh, and yeah. I look at him right here, a uh, little so bit he of the head three up. Tech? Yeah, he's at a three technique. I'd say two eyes. So he's, probably about a three technique. So it's different than he's done before. Yeah. Right. And I look at him on the, on the get off. This is what he didn't do last year. Right. A little bit of a, you know, inside slant, get control, knock Scott back. Right. Look how Piper far missed,
0: back he is.
1: Piper missed him. So that's a scoop block that Piper needs to stay on him a little bit longer, in my opinion, until he goes to the second level. And so this is the, Look, this is a great, great play by Nash, right? But then it's also when I've talked about improvement, this is where the offensive line, this isn't a personnel thing. This is an execution thing uh, as far as the offensive line. So so Piper's trying to go to the second level. So he has to help Scott there to the very last second, and then he's going to be late to the second level. He goes up too quick, and this is what happens when you call like you, this is what happens when you play the game of football. This is why this was so – good for Matt Rule to say, we're going to play football. We're going to tackle. We're going to play. These are teachable moments and learning things here because this is what happens sometimes when you're playing football. Piper knows his plays, right? And this is not calling out Piper. This is where you can take the next step as an offensive line, as an individual, to play as a cohesive unit. But when you're a little bit off, Nash does a good job penetrating the line of scrimmage. It allows Caden Williams and Snodgrass to come in there to in Gifford to reap the benefits. But in the film room, as we're in our black shirt breakdown, this play was made by Nash. This is a football play. This is good on good. This is Nash going against a well-traveled, uh, a, a really good player in, in center, Ben Scott. Now, Ben Scott needs a little bit of help by his offensive line mate, and that's what Coach Rayola is telling him. But ben, ben Scott knows that sometimes you get caught out of position. Nash knocks him back, right? We always used to have this knockback thing that we talked about. And then at allows Gifford, allows Snodgrass, allows Kane Williams to get in on a tackle for loss. Now what you've done, right, as far as the defense, is reset the line of scrimmage and reset the momentum based on one play by Nash and its improvement by Nash, right? He looks a little slimmer, looks a little quicker, probably needs to have a really good summer. But if this is what Nash can do on a consistent basis, the defense is going to play a
0: lot better. One thing that we saw when we were breaking down Tony White's Syracuse defense was the games on the defensive front, the twists, the loops, the movement. Is that something that we saw right now with uh, with Cam Lenhart? Take a look at number 91, Jay, um, with with Nash Hutmacher. It looks like Cam is getting set up to do to to a loop with with uh nash nash going inside and then kind of wrapping around is that what you see too
1: yeah it is it's a you know it's a run stunt but it's got it's got again you want to be set where nash knows where he's going but he doesn't want to cross the face to his left on ben scott you want to own the gap right you see him get in there pads are square right that's huge get where you're going Pads square go play football and uh i I think it's going to be uh you know, if they continue to really dive into the details of how to play in this defense, you're, you're going to give Tony White and uh, defensive defensive staff more more confidence to call some of these run blitzes, um, because you can get some tackles for losses. But then also, you, you know, you can play good defense this way. Now, you got to be let be able to line up and play. You know, mono a mano. But also, when you have options to do something like this, it bodes well. The execution is the key. The well, the intent and in the execution is key, and that's the difference from last year. The details and technique is obviously better, I think, than it had been and guys looking in a little bit better shape. They need to have a great summer uh, to continue along their process, uh, but it's a step in the right direction as the team as a whole, but they guys still got a lot of work to do.
0: Absolutely. Well, um, Jay, that was awesome stuff. I think a lot of the viewers are going to really enjoy uh, what you're breaking down. So that was the black shirt breakdown for the spring game. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will be back next time with whatever ne- what other Husker news comes up next. We'll see you guys later.